Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 250, air date March 29th, 2018. Our special guest this hour is somebody who was roaming the halls at CPAC. And I, I caught his eye yesterday as we were leaving. And I said, wait a minute, you're that guy who's got the, the posters all over the CPAC Media Center. Now, let me just give you a little flavor of this gentleman and his background. He's got four degrees from MIT. He was a Fulbright Scholar. He also is an entrepreneur with seven successful tech companies. He's working on curing cancer and Alzheimer's. You can't get any more principled than that, can you? He's a guy who started his life with a paper route. He mowed lawns, played baseball. Sounds like perfect American, right? But his name is Shiva, Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva, welcome to the program, sir. Great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. You know, you are, sir, um, I'm kind of nervous because you're probably the smartest guy I've ever talked to. And and that makes me nervous. But you're, you're remarkably normal in, in your demeanor and approach. So I love that about you. Well, there's a lot of normal people who are very, very smart. The problem is a bunch of elites and academic institutions think they're the smart people and everyone else is stupid. And, that, and that's the narrative that needs to be changed. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think a lot of it goes down to if we can just accept that none of us can know everything, that there probably are people out there who can help us bridge the gaps of knowledge, that we can all come at each other maybe with a hunger to learn what we don't know. And for my money, that would make life in this world a lot better if we would all accept that I don't know everything, but somebody out there can help me understand stuff I don't know. And I need to spend some time with you because you apparently know a lot of things. <laughs> now, Dr. Shiva, um, I want you to tell me why you are running for the United States Senate. Now, I'll tell this audience, we're in D.C., but there's a lot of people listening online and around the country. You're running in Massachusetts in 2018, correct? Yeah, I'm running in Massachusetts against Elizabeth Warren. And I have to tell everybody, Dr. Shiva's heritage is from India, and his ad campaign says only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. And That's right. And everybody in the room's eyes just got real wide and they went, no, he didn't. And I said, yes, he did. So uh, proud of your Indian heritage, I'm sure, but uh, you're also going up against a woman who has falsely claimed an Indian heritage. Have you ever met her? I have, you know. It's interesting to ask that about a couple of years ago, there's a restaurant in Cambridge uh, that I was eating at she was, uh, next door. And uh, I had just completed some very interesting research on genetically engineered foods. You know, Monsanto, which is a, uh, companies like Monsanto, which are destroying the soil in this country. And I went up to her and I, and I said, hey, um, Senator Warren, I'd like to come meet with you to share this research. You know, thinking that uh, someone who claims that she's a lefty cares about people would be interested. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Um, come to my office. Arrange time to uh, meet with me. And I said, great. So, in fact, I arranged time to meet with her, flew down out of my very busy schedule, and she didn't even show up, had some, you know, very young intern uh, show up to talk with me. But that's what Elizabeth Warren's about. You're talking about someone who's a complete hypocrite, 
And she's, in fact, a racist. And, you know, I, I say this not as a joke, but to really bring up a very serious issue. Uh, for far too long uh, in this culture, we've pointed, uh, uh, you know, one uh, uh, aspect of the establishment, you know, uses race. And the other aspect doesn't want to discuss race, right? And I think it's really important we discuss this because people like Elizabeth Warren think that she has a hegemony, right, or the monopoly to talk about racism and poor and the minorities when she's, in fact, the racist. You know, when I was growing up, you know, people would, you know, let's say you used uh, one of the N-words or, you know, one of these awful words. I never considered that racism, frankly. I considered that ignorance. Racism to me is those people who have access to wealth and power and con- control those assets and use it to oppress another or take advantage of it. And if you look at what Elizabeth Warren did, she's a racist because she knows affirmative action laws exist. She used race, lied on her Harvard application to get a job at Harvard, which she likely would not have gotten. So that's one form of racism. She used it for her own benefit. Then when someone like uh, President Trump you know, uses the word Pocahontas, she then uses race, in this case calling him a racist, to defend her own racism. So that's why I think she's a, a racist. And for me to say that, um, I think it, it adds a little more gravitas because you're looking at someone who came from nothing. Uh, Michael, I came from India as a low-caste, dark-skinned Indian, what would be called a deplorable. Um, and, and I know how these politicians like Warren and others work. They're the not-so-obvious establishment. They talk a good game, but ultimately they want to keep everyday people, poor blacks, poor whites, essentially in cages on a plantation, and they want to use them for uh, electoral uh, uses only, right, to get elected and to get reelected. So that's what uh, Elizabeth Warren's about. And, you know, when I distributed that flyer at CPAC, you know, only a real Indian can defeat a fake Indian. It was interesting. The anti-establishment people love it. And you could see certain part of CPACs, the Bushites, you know, the people who are part of the old Republican establishment, um, think that's inappropriate. Um, and, in fact, obviously, uh, some members of the, of the left feel that way. And they try to call me a racist and a white supremacist, but that argument sort of falls uh, flat on its face. Yeah, it seems to die at the the first time it comes out of anyone's uh, mouth when they meet you, and they understand that, no, you're not a guy who culturally appropriated a race. You are a man who, oh, God forbid, has brown skin and isn't afraid to talk about the fact that he's an Indian running against a woman who is a fake Native American Indian. Now, uh, Dr. Shiv, I want to ask... I've got a couple of things I have to ask, and I'm going to get to the email question because I told everybody I'm very excited. I'm talking to the guy that invented email. But in terms of of your your running against Elizabeth Warren and you're running in Massachusetts to be a senator from Massachusetts, Scott Brown was the guy who is the last Republican to have had that uh, that title in Massachusetts. What's What's the basis of your campaign that you think people are going to pick up and vote for you as opposed to an Elizabeth Warren? It's a great question. Look, uh, our campaign has what has made this entire uh, election, which including the establishment GOP in Massachusetts, and in in fact most of the media thought it was a done deal, it's Elizabeth Warren's seat. We're the one who's in fact made this uh, historic campaign, and everyone's very, very excited to listen to us. And the reason, the, the foundation of our campaign is this, Michael. Look, if you look at the academic uh, epicenter of the world, it's in some ways, um, it's the Harvard, MIT, 
military-industrial complex triangle, right? And that's Absolutely. right here in yeah. Massachusetts. In many ways, the sewer that feeds the swamp in D.C. starts here. And if, if you look at someone like Elizabeth Warren, she represents the face of the military-industrial academic complex that Eisenhower so eloquently warned us about in 1961. And in fact, Fulbright warned us about about 10 years later. And why do I say that? So Warren, uh, if you look at one leg, one part of that triangle is Harvard, right, which is the academic complex um, that uh, is the one that produces a lot of these think tank people who think, as you said earlier, they know better than everyday people. She has never, ever denounced Harvard. Harvard is fundamentally a fake university. It's a $40 billion hedge fund, which is what funds her. And yet she talks about Wall Street, but she will never expose Harvard. The second leg of that triangle is what I call the big corporate industrialists, the globalists, and one of them being Monsanto. Monsanto as a company has single-handedly destroyed the soil of this country, and this is not a left or right issue. It's a fundamental issue of the fact that our food supply is being destroyed. They're the ones who promote uh, genetically engineered foods, which have no safety assessment standards, something I've well-researched. Warren uh, voted to protect the Monsanto. I was supported the Monsanto Protection Act. When I tell liberals about this, they freak out. What do you mean? Well, your senator, who you claim stands for you, supported the Monsanto Protection Act, a company which is one of the most evil corporations on the planet. The third leg is we're talking about big defense contractors who steal money from American taxpayers. Think about this. Um, the military actually returned weapons that did not work. She actually wrote to Chuck Hagel to accept those um, uh, weapons that were not wor working. So Warren is part of that or is the, is a face of that. So our entire campaign is let's go to the root cause of this problem. You know, as an engineer out of MIT, as an entrepreneur who has uh, had to build many things, we always go to the root cause, Michael. The root cause is the military-industrial-academic complex, that triumvirate which thinks that they are the source of all great innovations. They're the ones who know it uh, better than everyone else. And that's what Warren is about. So our campaign is we need to declare our independence from that triangle. By the way, the front end of that triangle, the salespeople are the establishment politicians, right? Yep. The establishment GOP and the establishment Democrats. In the last election, they all congealed around Hillary Clinton. Warren, supported, by the way, everyone knows Hillary, or over even, you know, uh, Bernie. So yes. The yes, entire she did. campaign is being driven by declare your independence. And out of that emerges our solution. We need clean government, term limits. We need real health. Let's go back to the foundations of this country, real food, locally grown, uh, support the local farmer. And the third part of that is real jobs, which means we need people who are skilled, Michael. We don't produce enough skilled labor. For every 17 skilled job openings in Massachusetts, only one person is skilled. You know, what kind of really skilled labor does Harvard produce? They produce, by the way, 30% of Harvard's admissions our legacy based on who donates. So you have a lot of uh, dumb rich kids going to these big institutions, and we have devastated the skilled labor force in this country. So that's our you know, core message. Declare your independence, real health, clean government, and real jobs. You can find out more about him, and I know we're in D.C., but I think this guy could affect the nation. If he's involved in the people listening up in Massachusetts, check him out at Shiva4Senate.com. Real quickly, because I'm up against kind of a break here, Dr. Shiva, you invented email? What, were you with Al Gore in college? And he goes, hey, I've invented this Internet. How can we tell people? Well, you know, look, Al Gore is an idiot. The guy I know. I've got, I'm, making, I'm making a about. joke. You know, the invention of email is fundamentally an American story. 
It was invented by a 14-year-old American kid in Newark, New Jersey, not out of the big military, not out of big corporations, not out of big academia. Now, you may remember, Michael, and anyone listening over, uh, over the age of 40, you remember the old inner office mail system? Yeah. The secretary, the inbox, the outbox, the sure. folders, you know, had the paper clip. She'd write a memo, put it in a little envelope and tie it around. Well, I converted that entire system into the electronic version, and I called it email, a term never used before in the English language wrote the first 50,000 lines of code to do it, and I got the first U.S. copyright for that in 1981 at a time when copyright was the only way uh, to recognize software inventions. Had patents been available, I would have done that. You know, went off to MIT, as you uh, pointed out, did four degrees. And in 2011, it went into the Smithsonian because my mom was dying of pulmonary fibrosis in a beautiful suitcase. Aww. She saved everything. Uh, the editor of Time magazine wrote an article. By the way, the only journalist who went through all the materials called The Man Who Invented Email. And the very interesting thing about this, Michael, is that uh, many in inventions come out of everyday people solving everyday problems. I was trying to help secretaries who were typing these memos, you know, in a very archaic fashion, go from the typewriter to the keyboard. That is email. We're not talking about text messaging right. or electronic messaging. We're talking about email, the system. By the way, a 14-year-old boy is the one who also invented TV in Franklin, Idaho. Well, Dr. Shiva, you, you're just... Uh, you're an amazing guy, and I, I could talk to you all day, but I have to pay the bills, too. And I hope uh, I hope you and I can talk again in the future. I, I wish you good luck on this. I'd love to see more common-sense, smart people in government, especially if they're moving out Elizabeth Warren. Thank you for spending some time. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me again at Shiva for Senate.com, and I appreciate all your viewers for listening. Thank you so much.